0: back to the Plutocracy Report on PRN. Well, that was a great Stevie Ray Vaughan leading us in. And that's for my friend, the rocker, Thomas D. from New York. Thanks for being a Pluto head, and rock on, my brother! Also, thanks to Butch and Jeff and Brooksy this week for inspiring me and keeping me going. I can always be reached at the plutocracy Report at gmail.com or on Facebook. Okay, well, I want to start today by clarifying something. I don't hate lefty sheepies, although, you know, I berate them (laughs) on every show. And I don't hate righty sheepies either, but I do detest inhumane ideologies. So if you're a hateful, bigoted asswipe type of righty, you know, just get the hell out of here. I don't like you or respect you. But if you have compassion, I still like you, even if you're a delusional sheepie, because that can change. And that's what I'm (laughs) working at here. All you gotta do is see the truth from bias and propaganda and the indoctrination from uh, the political parties and our education. And I get upset with college-educated sheepies, some of which are the most delusional about our governmental system and usually very smug about it, too. You know, they get in the media and promote incremental policy change. That never happens anyways. And it's clear to any rational mind that total and immediate transformation is the only thing that can save us. But they still pretend it's not true and think, well, if we can just end Citizens United and limit private campaign donations, we can end the greedy, maniacal rich having total control of our government. Oh, really? How are we going to do that from within the system? Well, maybe we just need to support whoever the Democrats give us or, or the Green Party until they get a majority. You know, maybe by 2040, they'll be allowed to debate with the rats and dummies of the two-party duopoly. Or let's support centrists, because they aren't as bad as Republicans. They're a little bit better. No, face reality. Time to admit what needs to be done, you wagheads. And none of them will do it. Well, I, I think Chris Hedges is the only one that I ever heard say outright that we need a revolution We the people need our demands met now, and it can't happen from within the system that is rigged and manipulated by plutocrats from every angle. We have to have a massive people's movement united in boycott and national strike in a movement ten times bigger than the French yellow vest failure was and a hundred times more organized and concise than the Occupy Wall Street failure was. Nothing else matters but that. So let's say it. Put it out there and believe it can happen. All of us, including so far the useless academicians, I see people who are popular out there in the lefty fringe herd, and everything they say is boring, uninspiring, and moot. And I yell at the TV and berate people. You know, you could hear me yelling, Yeah, good answer, dumbass. That's the best you can do, huh? Incremental policy change by voting harder. I was watching uh, Professor Richard Wolff, who's all over my YouTube recommendations for some reason, and it caught my attention because he was talking to a Fox News idiot, that dummy with the British accent, and most people out there on the lefty side are all the same, you know. Let's analyze our economic system and see if we can suggest using some Marxist crap we read about, you know, because we spend so much time of our lives dissecting failed theories of the past. These lefty gatekeepers like Professor Wolf and Tom Hartman and Noam Chomsky, to name a few, they're all the same. They're essentially plutocracy light advocates of the status quo. They can identify problems and corruption, but the best they can suggest is slight variations in policy to keep the same economic structure and currency, leading us to omnicide. Oh, thanks, guys. You're so helpful. Tell us who to vote for. You know, to make us feel like good citizen sheepies. Now, listen to this wolf guy for a second in response to what every Republican prick says. You know, you want to take our money away and we earned it. You're a socialist monster.
1: Somebody has to give up their wealth and you're the one who's going to take it. No. Yes. You're going to change the system so the wealth is not distributed in that way in the first place. Oh,
2: well, it's already been distributed in that way. What do you have, a
1: revolution? No, that's what you do. You change the way the economy works so it doesn't distribute it to a few people enormously. Wait a second. Because that's why we have these struggles. We take from the rich to give to the poor and then they're surprised that the society is ripped apart by conflict. Jeff Bezos has a, a
2: personal wealth right now of roughly $90 billion. Yes. That's wealth.
1: How do you take it off it? How do you redistribute that wealth, which is now his? Right. You can notice if you talk to Jeff Bezos or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or any of those other folks, they're in the process of giving that wealth away to charities, to whatever it is.
3: Oh,
0: yeah. They're so charitable. They're famous
1: for doing that. I have a better suggestion change the economic system so that we don't have one person they've in a position to do that but
2: they've got it right
1: now they've got it Are oh, you you've got it but we you live to, in a democracy
2: to really you've
3: if got to the take majority it off of them. people would democracy. understand
1: how a different economic system would distribute things in a different way we would have the mechanism to you, go in that you direction you still gotta take it off them No, you've got to change the system, even with it Change the the system, system, you take it off somebody You take it off me, you take it off Liz You take it off Ashley If you You accumulate wealth, you take it off The irony is, here I am, a socialist He's telling to you, I'm not in favor of taking it from one group and giving it to another. But uh, well, you, I you want not a to different understand. system, so we're not in that box.
2: You've not explained to me how, when we've got the, this, this different system, magically, the wealth owned by the Bezos people of this world suddenly goes away from them and goes
1: to other people. You've not explained how this happens. Let me suggest it's how we we'll can do it. a vague change in the economic no, system. doesn't that, work. It's very, cre- very concrete. Let me explain. Suppose you had, which we already have around the world, something called a worker co-op, a situation in which a business is owned and operated by all the people in a democratic way. So they sit around and decide, like we do political decisions, how we produce, what we produce, what technology we use, and how we distribute the fruits of what everybody helps to produce. They would never give billions to one person while everybody else can't send their kids to school.
0: All right, well, at least he made that notion of uh co-ops which is good but it ain't gonna get things done dude so the fox news republican asks what are you gonna do have a revolution to take money from the insanely greedy and the socialist says no we we just make some co-ops and he thinks that's changing the system listen dude just say yeah a freaking revolution mofo does that scare you you fancy pants conservative rich guy and then you know, as soon as someone reveals that they still think we have a democracy, I, I can't take him seriously anymore. But I'm glad he's at least using the phrase, change the system. And if he did say we need a revolution to change anything, they probably wouldn't have him on again. They definitely wouldn't. So maybe he's doing it on purpose, of course. But I say admit it and promote it, professor. Or you're just another useless egghead. I'm talking about a total transformation of power. Back into the hands of the people. Now, Professor Wolf changed the usual answer and said worker co-ops will fix it all. Because they all used to say, if we just tax the rich at a rate it was under when Eisenhower was president in the 70s, everything will be great and fair. Oh, no, is that too much? Okay, how about the tax rate under Reagan in the early 80s? You know, Because then it was still 70% on the top uh, income grabbers. And you know what? By the time he left office, they knocked it down to 28% (laughs) just in his uh, eight years. But, you know, now it doesn't matter. We just give them money. (laughs) They're totally out of control. So they think raising taxes will fix it all at a higher rate. We can live with the plutocrats buying politicians for a while more. Tom Hartman was on the Ralph Nader Radio Hour, and he said, Well, he admitted he watches Rachel Maddow when he isn't reading, writing, or doing a radio show three hours a day, you know, where he plays the two-party charade and making moot points. Five minutes of this show is more impactful than five years of history lessons and sheepy babble. (laughs) Now, I actually like Tom Hartman as as a person because I think he has a good heart. And I used to listen to them like a decade ago. And I learned a lot about history from them. But I got so tired of the historical perspective in politics because they learn so much about history that they still live in it. They're unable to envision real progress like ending plutocracy and a smooth transformation to a new currency system based on real value of work and contribution to your community. They must think the dollar will go on forever if we leave it alone and vote for more bought and subservient Democrats. Hey, dudes, your asses are still in the past, so get your heads out of it and let's move forward. Anyway, I I called Tom Hartman a long time ago because he used to do a live hour once a week for the Chicago AM radio station. And I called in and I told him on the air that I know in his heart he's in the right place. But we need to move on. And just raising the tax rate on the rich isn't going to do it anymore. That's a parasitic existence. We need to phase out this monetary system and use technology to benefit us all. And to do that, we have to replace everyone in our government with people who aren't bought off. And then we criminalize the buying of power by the rich. And also... We want more leisure time. A human shouldn't have to work their whole lives away to survive in a humane, technologically advanced society, which we don't have, but (laughs) I'm a proponent of. So, you know, this was back when George Bush was still president, so I've been saying this for a long time, and still everyone thinks I'm nuts because they're unimaginative and they're defeatists. We can't unite. We're too divided. Yeah, that's exactly what they want us to think. Well, Tom Hartman thought I was nuts, but he was polite and kind to me, and we both want to help people. It's just that I'm more serious about doing it in a large scale and actually achieving something. So these lefties may want to help people in their hearts, but they're too indoctrinated to see a third way outside of the left and right dichotomy of politics. So, you know, they're the typical mainstream. Boring, old, commie-loving kooks. Now, you also have guys like Jimmy Dore who thinks they're mavericks and they're more aware. You know, like he says, How did I know Russiagate was fake, but no one at MSNBC knew it? Come on, dude. Don't you know it's all a show? I mean, people like him are starting to get the way the system is rigged, but they don't connect the dots. And they don't yet realize how it all works. It's a plutocracy. Hence... They still participate with it. You know, he thinks supporting Tulsi Gabbard is your voice in our democracy. No, the system is rigged. She won't win. You know, come to think of the last time the Democrats had a good candidate who, who really spoke his mind and didn't play to their BS, PC crap. though that was Dennis Kucinich. I remember in 2004. I liked him because he was a stand-up, genuine dude who didn't lie was like a little bulldog, and they they had to threaten him uh in two thousand nine you know to sign on to Obamacare because he wanted a rational universal not for profit health care system and said f you right up to the end. I'm not signing that crap that insurance created bill that you got there. I ain't supporting that you sellouts. well <laughs> They got to him. They took him up in a helicopter and probably asked him if he wanted to fly before he finally gave in to the plutocrats and voted for it. And he went away after that. I think the Republicans uh, gerrymandered his district and he couldn't get reelected. But come on, I I knew he wouldn't win. He came in dead last, maybe second to last after Mike Ravel. So how do you all still play the sham election charade? Jimmy Dore and others like him who are not helpful because they see a little bit of the truth and corruption and they think they've seen it all. So they stop looking any further. He thinks he's smart because he knew the Syrian chlorine gas attack was staged by terrorists, but he doesn't suggest a people's movement and supports Tulsi Gabbard because she said some obvious stuff that our wars of aggression are not so good. And that's all that made her appealing to some lefty sheepies. But she doesn't know much about anything and is in compliance of business as usual plutocracy. So, uh, Jimmy Dore, let's see what your hero knows about Syria and Assad, who, was a, who is a democratically elected leader who lives as an ordinary citizen, not locked behind castle doors. He lives among his citizens and didn't want his country to fall to terrorists and become another vassal state of the western power structure.
2: When I hear the name Tulsi Gabbard, I think of Assad apologist. I think of someone who comes back to the United States and is spouting propaganda from Syria. You have said that the Syrian President Assad is not the enemy of the United States, yet he's used chemical weapons against his own people 300 times. That was a red line with President Obama. That is not our enemy. 13 million Syrians have been displaced, so when you say regime change is hurtful for the country, but gassing children isn't more hurtful, it's hard for me to understand where you come from a humanitarian standpoint if you were to become
1: president. Uh, Well, you're putting words in my mouth that I've never said. You did not say
2: that Syrian President Assad is not the enemy of the United States. Say it now. Clarify.
1: (laughs) The, The issue here is, how can we help? alleviate the suffering of people.
2: Just really one moment. Is he an enemy of the United States?
1: An enemy of the United States is someone who threatens our safety and our security. There is no disputing the fact that Bashar al-Assad in Syria is a brutal dictator. There is no disputing the fact that he has used chemical weapons and other weapons against his people. There are other terrorist groups in Syria who have used similar chemical weapons.
0: Actually, there is a way to dispute that by getting the facts. Yeah, way to handle that, Tulsi, very presidential. Agree with the sheepies, he's a dictator, and then make a PC explanation, which I cut out because it's boring and same old crap. To say Assad is a brutal, murderous dictator, hell-bent on killing his own people, is like saying a little kid who was being bullied by the biggest, most rotten kid in school who finally fought back and kicked the bully in the balls and then calling the little kid vicious and violent and the instigator while coddling the bully. You don't have to be a PC wimp, Tulsi. Just say it like it is. Uh, And check this out, Jimmy. Your hero is already a pawn of the Zionists. The 2020 U.S. Democratic presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard came under fire for voting in favor of condemning the pro-Palestinian boycott, divestment, and sanctions BDS movement. By the way, we should all support BDS. They're bulldozing Palestinian homes right now. It's immoral beyond comprehension what is being done to Palestinians. And if you don't care, you're an asshole. That's, that's p- the most plain and simple way I could put it. If you don't care about the well-being of others, even if they're far away in another country with a different skin color. Callous rats. These are people's lives we're talking about. It's not a freaking joke. Sorry. Inspired by South Africa's anti-apartheid movement, BDS calls for nonviolent pressure on Israel through boycotting and organizing linked to Israel, withdrawing investments from Israeli companies, and sanctioning the country for its human rights abuses of Palestinians. Along with Gabbard, Congresswoman Ayina Presley voted in favor of the bill, while the rest of her squad, namely Alexandria (whistles) Ocasio-Cortez, Ilan Omar, and Rashida Talib voted against the bill. Well, good for you, ladies. But it doesn't really matter, does it? Because the bill passed in the House, so they let you gals do what you want and kick up some childish news stories with Trump saying infantile and racist stuff to you. You know, the mind manipulators of the media love that crap. Racism is so good for control, you know, and it's in the news every day. To stoke separation and sheep herding, divide and conquer, nothing new. It also shouldn't matter if a government condemns the BDS movement. It should just make us fight harder for it. Listen, we are accepting evil influence and control of our government. Look at the American Legislative Exchange Council, Alec. And uh, APAC, the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, I mean, they're a powerful Washington D.C. lobbying organization. And as of 2008, APAC had a 100 million dollar endowment. Now, how can we not ban the buying of our government by now? Listen to this from last year. And Tulsi is in compliance. Tell us, where does APAC come in, Mr. Rat Fink Scumbag? That's where APAC comes in. AIPAC has worked with Congress for decades to counter economic warfare against Israel. In the 1970s, we helped Congress combat the Arab League
2: boycott by preventing American companies from complying. That boycott ultimately failed. In the 2000s, we urged Congress to make ending boycotts against Israel a condition of
0: free trade with the United States. The Arab states of Oman and Bahrain agreed and America now monitors their compliance. And today, we are succeeding again. As trade talks take place between the United States and the European Union, strong bipartisan
2: majorities in Congress have set a clear standard. EU nations boycotting Israel
0: risk forfeiting the benefits of free trade with America. This wouldn't happen without you, your support for AIPAC, and your commitment to advancing the U.S.-Israel alliance. Do you see why Israel is able to get away with its brutal atrocities because of us, because of our government is part of theirs, one in the same, what we need from government. The meaning of government, the purpose of government, the true purpose is for it to represent us and not just do that, but actually be us. No more donations or Powerful money interest allowed. We need regular people who are content with a middle-class salary, not slaves to plutocrats and addicted to money hoarding and perceived public power, even though they have no real power, just the power to be submissive slaves to plutocrats. Only an overthrow and completely replacing the people in there now. And then banning of donations will achieve that. And we can do it. I mean, Hong Kong is still protesting. I don't know what happened to the yellow vest, but Puerto Rico got rid of their governor. It was a start, at least. I mean, they didn't ask me to fly over there and give them a plan for a transition yet. (laughs) I don't think anyone in Puerto Rico listens to the plutocracy report. Maybe they do. I hope so. So, you know, just in case, can someone email them a link or something? You know, I don't do outreach very well. I'm an ideas guy, not a PR guy. But nothing will change within the plutocrat political puppet show. The show must end, so stop pretending it's real. Even the notion of a third party can't be taken seriously anymore. The people have to make demands. The only valid vote in this plutocracy is none of the above. Boycott the government and the sham system. How do you get the majority to do it? I mean, they own all mass media. Yeah, but... You know, social media is at least worth a try. And, you know, all we get there now is reports on bad things. But no real call to action so far. Just defeatist crap. We're doomed. Look how bad everything is. We're going to die. Screw you defeatists. I mean, I mean, there are some groups trying to take action, like uh, Extinction Rebellion. You know, who hasn't answered my inquiries yet? But, you know, they don't propose government overthrow. You know, just have climate change addressed and some inconsequential actions taken in the near future. That's not ending plutocracy. To save the habitat, you must end rule by the rich and insane, end debt, and value real progress and effort. So you can't say we don't have the money to do what's right. I'm going to try to get back to writing a book about how we can achieve a true people's government and a socio-economic system of compassion and intelligence. Because it's not as complicated or unimaginable as people may think. You don't have to be a genius like me to get it. (laughs) Uh, I've been trying to pretend like I respect everyone's opinion, even though I don't respect cruelty. So anyone not in favor of changing this system of control by the rich is cruel, in my opinion. We base everything on an out-of-control currency based on nothing but unpayable debt backed only by threat and an unlimited military and Pentagon budget and insane people who, who would do something insane like press a button for a nuke launch. So I don't respect people who don't yet see the need for change. But I pretend to be respectful just so that they might respect my opinion, which is simply, time to move on. Yeah, I'm talking about a new currency based on genuine value, work and contribution to your community. We can put the dollar to bed quietly instead of waiting for it to crash in our faces and then we'll act surprised. A worker's currency is what we need, in which we decide... What has value and where it goes. That is systemic change. We can value healthcare workers more than hedge fund managers. And, you know, they can even keep their funny money and convert whatever they have in real assets into the new worker's buck. We'll call it the Marcanti wetback. <laughs> <laughs> Once we regain control of the monetary supply. From the plutocrats, a total transformation will occur. And if we, the good-hearted people, stay vigilant, the human race can socially evolve in time to save something, or at least will go down in victory of finally ending their evil reign. It's not over. Don't give up. Now, a universal basic income, which rich pricks like Branson and Mark Zuckerberg say they're in favor of, That is not changing the system, nor is starting a few co-ops to compete with plutocrat-owned corporations. Marxism is ideas to mitigate problems in a capitalist economy. We learned more since then. You useless eggheads! (laughs) Time to think outside of the dichotomy of division that got us here is my main point. Now, someone like Andrew Yang who is running for president, is for uh, UBI, Universal Basic Income. And to me, he seems like a nice, honest guy. And I have said it is a humane notion for humanity, and it would be a good step in the right direction. But it may be the only way to save plutocracy, too. And that is what it will be used for if it does get implemented i mean nothing in plutocracy is done for humane reasons come on you know that by now it's done to keep the status quo going now i and hopefully many others believe no one should not be fed or taken care of and giving them some dough to survive is a good thing But let's hear what Professor Lefty Egghead said about it in that same interview.
2: Sir Richard Branson, multi-billionaire, he wants a universal income for all. His rationale is that robots are taking over, somebody's got to provide an income for the people who lose their jobs in favor of that. In principle, are you in favor of a universal income?
1: No. Really? No. Why not? I told you, socialism, Marxism, these things are changing and rethinking just like everybody else. Here's what I don't like about the universal basic income. I like the idea that we can take care of everybody and we ought to as a nation. What I don't like is to divide society into those who work and earn their income and those who don't work and still get an income. I don't see that as healthy. I don't see that as fair. And I see that as a prescription for trouble down the road.
0: Okay. well, first of all, he's not right at all because... UBI would have to be given to everyone, not just homeless people, in order to be fair. So there would be no animosity. And all that money would get put back in the economy too. That's what people would be spending. They wouldn't be saving that. Only revolutionaries are worth anything at this time. So screw these conforming eggheads who think we can save plutocracy by communism. Okay, well, (laughs) I guess that wasn't such a good apology for berating lefty academicians but it's the best you're gonna get from my angry ass <laughs> all right i'm gonna get into some crazy sounding stuff now but most of you will know i'm making rational points here now last show i reported how people want to storm area 51 and the government would not allow the news of a million people signing a pledge to demand community-run single-payer health care But they had mainstream news reporting about a million people making a Facebook pledge to storm Area 51 and demand to see damn aliens. Well, if this story goes anywhere, which I doubt, it's probably forgotten already. But if it gains momentum, knowing it's an anticipated planned event, as I have declared already, so it must be true, I say it's because they're planning on introducing the public to the idea that aliens may exist. Now, stay with me. I know this is crazy sounding, but they will show people who come out to Area 51 and protest benevolence and welcome them into a designated area where they'll have refreshments and a presentation. And by order of the maverick of a president, Donald Trump, he will demand the release of a few UFO documents and he'll make public some Project Blue Book crap. Here's a few documents, barely redacted, and it will reveal that there is indeed documented cases of unidentified craft. And they'll say, well, we don't know nothing about it. They buzz around once in a while. We don't know why. So there you go. As we always say, honesty is the best policy in U.S. military. <laughs> now, I'm giving you this prediction because the best covert operation a power structure could ever use on the public would be a fake alien visitation or invasion. So letting the Alien conspiracy reemerge into the consciousness of the sheepy masses would be a helpful first step to set up this mind boggling false flag scenario. And it can also be used as a distraction campaign. You know, they love having people focused on aliens instead of more pertinent present events going on in plutocracy that we should be focused on. Distraction and propaganda has been perfected, and people can't even tell. A good example of that is that a few sheepies who still actually talk politics, m- most people don't even talk about it or think about it, but they'll be wondering if Trump will be impeached. More than why his or her health care deductible and co keep going up. That is brilliant use of their bought and owned media monopoly because distraction is the most powerful tactic to prevent people from uprising against a power structure that is blatantly destructive and dysfunctional. Conspiracies are great for distraction. I mean, if we're still arguing about JFK and 9-11, we're not planning in the present. Some conspiracies are true and some are not. It doesn't matter as long as people are distracted from freaking doing something now you know it's like the moon landing was in the news again because it was a 50-year anniversary a few weeks back of apollo 11 and the whole fake moon landing conspiracy is a gift that keeps on giving that is a government approved conspiracy because even if we find out they faked it all no one would even be upset because we had to beat them commies in the space race boondoggle because they the enemy. You know, we can't unite and share ideas. Human existence is a competition in every way, and that's good for the markets. I'm not going to get into uh, what I believe about the moon landing. I don't have time. But just remember, don't think that they couldn't pull it off if it was a hoax. I mean, they mastered the art of how to compartmentalize staged events and keep the small amount of people in the know loyal or dead. Uh, I don't want to talk about the moon landing, but I will just say that um, for a a long time I was leaning on the side that I thought they did fake it. But I don't know. The video technology back then really wasn't as good as it would have had to be for it to be faked. And there is no conclusive evidence in my mind that I can say for sure, so I stay you know, uh, agnostic about it all, and, you know, like 9-11 and JFK, I, to me, I did find conclusive evidence. I know those were conspiracies, but I, I don't know about the moon stuff, and I really don't care, but, you know, like 9-11 was pulled off without even allowing a real investigation. They didn't even have to say, well, yeah, I guess Building 7 had Demolition explosives in it, you know. Oh, that damn bin Laden must have got his goons to sneak in there and plant them. We don't know how he did it. What's going on, Vinny, over there? Someone's calling because I'm talking about 9 11, right? Oh, crap. I forgot about that guy. Is he on the line? Oh, geez. Sorry, guys. I got a caller. All right, put him through. Hello, Professor schmedley Schmug. Welcome back to the Plutocracy Report. You got a comment you want to make real quick here or something? You have got to be joking. Do you not remember you said I could have a whole hour to prove what a psychopathic fool you truly are? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, I got a lot to talk about today, and I, I kind of forgot about saying that. Oh, you forgot. That's because you have your face over a bong all day long. Hey, hey, that's not true. Well, not all day long. Who who are you? What do you got, people spying on me, looking in my window or something? We're all being spied on, and I know all about you, Mr. Marcanti, and people just like you. Yes, you're not the only one who thinks you have all the answers. You're just so arrogant to think you're special. Well, you're just another armchair conspiracy theorist with no credentials, and you've all become radicalized. All right. Settle down there, Professor. I'll give you five minutes, then I gotta move on. Five minutes? I have nine bullet points to cover here that prove you're clearly insane! All right. Well, choose the best one and let's hear it. What's the most important issue? Clearly, that would be 9-11. Ladies and gentlemen, most of us know the attacks on 9-11 was not a government conspiracy, and this man thinks it was an inside job by people within the government. Isn't that right, Mr. Marcanti? Yes, obviously, of course it was, from the pre-planning documentation we saw to every aspect of the event to the unchallenged post-9-11 foreign and domestic agenda. I mean, it would be irrational to believe the events on 9-11 and the war and security agenda afterwards just spontaneously occurred. If it wasn't a conspiracy professor, then why didn't they tell us who planted the The detonations in Building 7. Simple, because there weren't any bombs. You're insane like Alex Jones. Those towers fell from the weight of the planes and the intense heat from the fire. Yeah, sure. Actually, that pancake theory is almost as nutty as the magic bullet theory that was in the Warren Commission. But I said Building 7. Do you even know three buildings fell perfectly into their own footprint? And even if you buy the... PBS pancake theory, just look at Building 7 fall. It's a marvel to behold. The finest controlled demolition that must have had the highest military technology and unlimited funds through the Pentagon Black Ops. Anyways, it can't be disputed. Just look at the video of Building 7 being demolished, okay? You are absolutely insane. Not to trust our government about a a thing of this magnitude. Have you seen the video? I'm not making this up. You know, I won't go into this. I talked about it last September. It's a waste of my time and yours because many of us know, but no one did anything. Most people just put their boots on and marched for plutocracy to be part of the herd. The only serious challenge I ever heard was architects and engineers for truth. And I think they got their case heard and it's scheduled or something. But then it's like, okay, What's the goal, guys? Are we trying to inspire people to overthrow the maniacal shadow government for doing this to us? Well, no, we just want to prove guilty those at the top who were were in charge, and we want to put them in jail, you know? So they'll all dump on Cheney, and they'll all give him the blame. Yeah, it was all Cheney's idea. (laughs) He'll be in hospice care by then. And architects and engineers for truth will win the case for the American people who will finally know the truth. And justice will be served by giving Dick Cheney three consecutive life sentences in jail. Oh, but he can't be moved, so they'll they'll just come to his hospital bed and put an ankle monitor on him. American justice. It doesn't matter anymore. Everything is moot until a take-back of our government occurs. Now move on, Professor. You know what? Forget about it, Professor. It's time for me to play a song. I'm way overdue. I swear to God, if you interrupt me with one of those stupid songs you wrote, I will unleash hell upon you. I will call your station manager and demand you be pulled off the air. Jesus, take it easy there, buddy. Fine, keep going. Whatever, I'll let you continue. I have much more to say to your audience who you're trying to mislead. You insult everyone that really matters in this society. Brilliant academicians like me. And you act like billionaires are demons from hell, which in reality they are very charitable and they help our economy. Don't listen to this class racist. We can learn a lot from good billionaires like Warren Buffett, the chairman and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway. He's still capturing the world's admiration as the second richest person on the planet. He became wealthy because he was so smart with all the demands on him every day. Buffett learned a long time ago that the greatest commodity of all time is time itself. He simply mastered the art and practiced setting boundaries for himself. I will now quote the great man for you all. The difference between successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no to almost everything. And that's why Mr. Marcanti is a radicalized underachiever because he says yes to everything that's wrong. Just be like Buffett and you can be rich. Wow, that's his advice. Just say no, huh? What a genius. Hey, Warren Buttfit. You ever hear the line, beggars can't be choosers? Privileged white pricks like you say it a lot. The first thing these obsessive sociopaths say no to is their humanity. They see money as a game when hoarding so much represents the suffering of people who lack purchasing power. Yeah, well, Mr. Buffett did a lot more for humanity than you ever will. Dude, if I had billions, I would change the whole freaking world by converting a ghetto community into a model of sustainability and communal lifestyle. Show the world what can be done. You're insane. Communities are the way they are because of human nature. All right, you're just trying to piss me off now. I did a show a year and a half ago about how that's obvious bullcrap, and you know that pisses me off, don't you? You're just trying to get a rise out of me, Schmedley. Now move on! Fine. Your listeners will know how you berate and belittle brilliant men who are working to improve humanity like Bill Gates. And both he and Elon Musk have been completely denigrated by Mr. Marcanti! And Elon Musk is a wonderful man who announced plans to merge human brains with AI. His previous ventures include revolutionizing online payments with PayPal, transforming the electric car industry through Tesla, and pioneering private space travel through SpaceX. Oh, what a guy he is. He really transferred humanity with plutocrat contracts, huh? He said he was against AI, and he said it was dangerous. But now it's all good because there's contracts in it. Charlatans say anything just to create a buzz. That's all they live for, fame and fortune. This man is a scumbag con artist. And SpaceX is launching 5G satellites that'll help destroy human and animal health. I would really like to smack that slime ball in the head. That smug face. And there you have it. His true nature's coming out. He's promoting violence and slandering a good man. This man must be removed from the air and perhaps locked up. Vince Walcanti is a highly toxic degenerate. No, I'm not. I'll tell you what I am for real. You want to know what I am? I'm a rocker! What the hell is that? What's going on? Shut that off now! You son of a bitch! You would pay for this! I'm calling your station manager! You won't get away with this! I'm a rocker! I ACDC with Bon Scott, who liked his booze a bit too much, and he died. That came out in 1976, and it's still a great energetic song about me. <laughs> All right, well, the song segment is supposed to come in at the halfway point, but things went a bit long there. In fact, I wasn't going to play a song, but I needed to get that caller off the line, so <laughs> I did what I had to do. All right, well, moving on. So I got up today, and I have breakfast and before work and i watch fake news and the only propaganda news station i get on sling tv which is what i have is cnn the worst one of them all i i hope i don't know if, if the other ones are worse than cnn god is that awful i don't know how they can get any ratings anyways <laughs> this morning there were five smug ignorant women who were talking about the Democratic primary and saying how Joe Biden was way ahead in gaining ground. You know why? Because he's against Medicare for all. And that's why no one likes Bernie anymore, because people love Obamacare and insurance-run death care. And Medicare for all is so scary, and it's just too expensive, and it'll just make things worse. Well, they say Joe Biden knows how things work, and he can beat Trump. Uh, Yeah. The only one who can beat Trump, right? How freaking pathetic is that? The more socialistic candidates don't appeal to anyone in cancer capitalist America. We need a good centrist like Joe. <laughs> Jeez, it's so sickening. So the propaganda news that Democrats listen to tell them the most conservative, plutocrat-loving Democrats are better than ones with any true progressive ideas. Even though they wouldn't get anywhere with them anyways. But they demonize <clears throat> excuse me and denigrate the real lefties and get cheapies to support the worst people in the history of politics, you know, the modern Republican Democrats like Obama, Clinton, and the half wit gaff machine like Joe Biden. Now, I don't believe he's ahead in the polls. It's all BS. But like I said, a long time ago, over a year and a half ago on this show, I predicted Elizabeth Warren will win. And it's because she will seem like an advocate of real progressive change. And Democrats are ignorant, but not bad enough to vote for butt-brain Biden. There's no way. If they vote for him, oh my God, I will never think the same of lefty sheepies. So I'm still saying Warren's going to get it. And she's been groomed and will be in total compliance of the plutocrats. I, I've talked about this. You know, even as she suggests... We tax them a little bit more to save the world. It's all part of the plan and will be accepted by the plutocrats. They don't care if they have to pay a little more to save uh, the country, to, to save their plutocracy and their asses, I should say. But I just saw a TV ad saying Medicare for all will make your taxes go up by three times and you'll never see your doctor again because the government will decide who you can see. And baby Jesus will cry if we allow our awesome insurance-based scam system to go to evil government control. Who will kill your grandma to save money? (laughs) Same thing every time. It's the same BS. Government can't run anything right. Yeah, well, that's true, but the government is not ours. Well, listen, idiots, it can be publicly run. The government just needs to collect and pay the cost. And the prices will be reasonable. Not a plundering frenzy like it is now. Now money is in charge of everything in government and the economy. Rationality and humanity is banned. And lies are all we're told. But if the American people still don't think we need a not-for-profit, single-payer health care system, well, F it all. I hope their insurance denies a procedure they need or puts them in bankruptcy from all the costs they stick them with. Because... If they don't think we need a change, F them! You know, maybe it hasn't happened to them yet, so, so they say, oh, well, my, it's, it's been fine so far, and I haven't been fired from my job, so it, it's fine the way it is. Screw you! It isn't fine! When you see the anti-change agenda in action, it should make us more determined to fight for change. But still to this day, it works on sheepies. So Medicare for All is under attack, as is anyone or anything not on board with the status quo plutocracy and the upward money flow it brings. Listen, for-profit news is all propaganda, and it can't be taken seriously. The so-called liberal outlets are the most misleading and detrimental to society. Like this from The Atlantic. A surging number of Americans understand that climate change is happening and believe that it could harm their family and the country. According to a new poll from Yale and George Mason University. Oh my God, you mean it doesn't just affect brown people in the Middle East? It could actually affect Americans too? I thought climate change couldn't get into our borders. Oh, jeez! how dumb is everyone? All right, it goes on. But at the same time, Americans are not... Any more willing to pay money to fight climate change than they were three years ago, says another new poll conducted by the Associated Press and the University of Chicago. Yeah, I wouldn't trust anything out of Chicago. The poll suggests that the public opinion about climate change is in a state of upheaval. Even as President Donald Trump has cast doubt on climate change, most Americans have rejected his position. Record numbers of Americans describe climate change as a real and present danger. Nearly a quarter of the country says they already see its tidings in their day-to-day life, saying personal observations of weather help convince them that climate change is reality. Oh, boy, how geniuses. 25%, huh? 25%! Noticed, but that's it? Despite this increasing acceptance, there is no clear political path forward. (laughs) Oh, yeah, How surprising. (laughs) I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Last year, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change warned that rapid, far-reaching, and unprecedented changes were needed to keep the Earth's temperature from rising 1.5 degrees Celsius. You idiots, it's more than that already. Sorry again. Such a transformation would be, in other words, expensive. But almost 70% of Americans say they wouldn't pay $10 every month to help cool the warming planet. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, I guess the only way to fight climate change is to take money from struggling middle class and poor people and throw it into the sky as an offering to Mother Nature to chill out, right? Here, take this money. You freaking morons! You can't tax the little people for the dirty energy edifice... The plutocrats re- refuse to change. You see, I am 100% right when I say they put a price tag on everything. And despite the dollar having no limit in creation and the 1%, with half the wealth in the world, we just can't afford to do anything progressive. A carbon tax is the only thing dummy politicians will ever come up with. Raising taxes is all they know. It's their only solution to everything. And the money is never used properly, and it's plundered by slimeball tax raiders. Now, A carbon tax also allows Republicans to think global warming is a scam just for carbon tax. And that's great for division, too. Until we take back the power to govern ourselves and throw out the plutocrats, nothing will change. And business as usual will continue until environmental disaster shuts it down. And I'm not sure what they'll do then, but it'll be horrible. Well, Democrats are hopeless and useless and have no good ideas. So maybe Republicans will wake up and save our habitat. Let's see how that's going. Here's a headline. Under Trump, 26% of climate change references have vanished from government sites. (gasps) A new report documents two years of science being scrubbed from government websites. (laughs) Yeah, just ignore it and don't talk about it and hide it and it'll go away. Great idea, you guys. Well, I suggest no one should go to government websites anyways. I can't imagine any of them being honest about anything. Well, maybe rat publicans are changing in policy to save us and usher in new green technology because we know the Democrats won't do it, so let's see what Republicans are up to. Headline. Ohio just passed the worst energy bill of the 21st century, a corrupt bailout for dinosaur power plants that screws renewable energy in the process. The Republican-controlled Ohio legislator has just passed an energy bill that represents an enormous step backwards. It is the most counterproductive and corrupt piece of state energy legislation. The details must be seen to be believed. Bail out two nuclear plants. Bail out two coal plants. Gut renewable energy standards and gut energy efficiency standards. Nice, huh? You gotta love them rat Republicans. Those rats would sell their own mother to get richer and hang on to their cushy job of lying to the people and selling out our future for short-term wealth and power when clearly mainstream Republicans are as useless as Democrats and they have no soul and no morality. So let's see what the far fringe righties are doing. I mean, maybe they're about to take action and are focused on pertinent issues like taking back our government. Let's see what important issues they have been thinking about and dedicating so much of their time to. Tonight.
3: We look at one Michael Levine Robinson, missing to this day, or did he pull off a daring caper to become First Lady of the United States of America? It all started back on September 4th, 2014, after comedian Joan Rivers died while undergoing a routine surgical procedure. Many began pointing to an interview she had done only two weeks earlier after officiating a gay wedding. And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman we already president? we have
4: it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got
3: it. You know Michelle is a
4: trans.
3: I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We
4: all know. Oh, my gosh.
3: Was Barack Obama ashamed to be the first gay president? Many believe he forced Michael to hide his true transgender self unsolved inquisitories uncovered not one but two clips of the president slipping
0: up you know what my kids asked me they said you've got to ask the president is there anything scary
3: you know uh well when my my, my when uh, michelle's mad one final twist you could see michelle obama here on the ellen show with a certain something swinging to the music
0: yeah man once we know the truth that michelle obama has a huge wanker in and- Barack is a gay Muslim. Things are really going to change. See what I mean? Everyone's focused on meaningless crap. You know, maybe we are screwed, and I should stop pretending we can unite to save the human race from plutocracy-induced extinction. There is nothing but stupidity, lies, distraction, and meaningless crap out there. Maybe we deserve what we get. After all, who is responsible for plutocracy? Who allowed it? Who facilitates it? Who supports it and votes for it? And who refuses to end it? I have seen the enemy, and he is us. We are the problem. We let them use us and experiment on us and rob us of true freedom and prosperity and social progress. If Democrats still think single-payer health care is too scary and Republicans are still wondering if the new world order is going to take over soon and if Michelle Obama has a big dong. Bring on the collapse. We deserve it. And thank you for joining me on the Plutocracy Report. I'm Vince Marcanti, reminding you mofos, we're all on the eve of destruction. Bye,
4: no running away and there'll be no one to save with the world in a grave. Take a look around you boy, it's bound to scare your boy and you tell me over and over and over again my friend oh you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction Well my blood's so mad it feels like And here just contemplating You can't twist the truth It knows no regulation A head full of senators Don't pass legislation And marches alone Won't bring innovation When human respect Is disintegrating This whole fucking world Is just so frustrating And you tell me Over and over and over again Productions. China, and take a look around in your own backyard. You may leave here for four days in space, and when you return, it's the same old place. They're pounding out the drums, the fright and disgrace, you can bury it dead, but don't leave a trace. Hate your next door neighbor, but don't forget to say your words, tell me.